This is More Than Conquerors with your Bible teacher, Pastor Ray Hegestilianos. As a teaching pastor for almost 30 years, Pastor Ray's heart and vision is simply to build up God's army, enabling them to stand strong in their faith. As the senior pastor at Living Word Christian Church in White Plains, New York, Pastor Ray will challenge you today to begin your walk in integrity and victory, forever changing your life as transformed by the power of God. More Than Conquerors is supported by the generous gifts of listeners like you. You can find us online by going to livingwordchurch.org. Jesus himself said to his disciples, While you are in the world, you will have trouble. Not a very popular comment then, and certainly no more popular today. In conflict, Jesus wants us to look to Him only. But, in fact, most people, at the first sign of battle, run from God. Few run to God. Pastor's two-day message, entitled, Into Battle with God by Your Side, recounts the amazing interactions the mighty warrior king Jehoshaphat had with God when the Israelites were being attacked from all sides, and he simply didn't know what to do next. Unlike most, Jehoshaphat ran to God, but simply told to stand still. Now, standing in faith rather than in fear, God moved on his behalf, and the battle was won. Likewise, Pastor reminds us that sometimes we also must just stand still, trust the Lord's advice, and look only to Him no matter what is happening around us. I want to I go, go to a battlefield, um, one of the Old Testament battlefields. And I often like to study or read and read after the battles of the Old Testament um, there were a lot of battles. How many of you know that there were a lot of battles? That's because there were a lot of people that hated the children of Israel, and that's us. I mean, we're, we're the descendants of the children of Israel, and um, so there were a lot of people that hated the people that loved God. Isn't that true? How many of you ever had that experience? That yeah, I don't understand that people just don't like godly people. The world, so much, so much of the world are just God-haters and they hate us and, and that's okay because we, we love the world. We love everybody, right? We're here to just spread the gospel. They just don't know Jesus. When they come to know Jesus, they're going to be all right. Can everyone say amen to that? All right. But anyway, I, I want to take you to a battle uh, here in the Old Testament, Second Chronicles chapter 20. We'll go through it. I just want to make some comments and just encourage you tonight. Uh, how many of anybody here going through a battle right now? Emotional battle, financial battle, physical battle, mental battle. Come on, anybody going through a battle, a fear battle, an intimidation battle? Maybe you have a battle on your job. Maybe your boss is not appreciating you or paying you enough. And all the, all the employees said, yes, sir. All right, well, praise God. Um, everybody goes through a battle. If you're not in one right now, then most certainly you've been through one and you know, we're not believing for it, but battles do come. Just because we're Christians doesn't mean life is going to be perfect. Amen? Uh, just because we know the word doesn't mean that we're going to, uh, you know, totally avoid a battle. Uh, the good news is that we don't have to fear battles. The good news is, is that God has given us his word and the power of his anointing by the Holy Spirit in us that we can stand against every battle and we can come through every battle and we can win every battle and we can come out of every battle without even a scratch. Now, if you really believe that, you give me a better amen. amen. All right. So here in Second Chronicles chapter 20, it says, It happened after this that the people of Moab and the people of Ammon and others with them besides the Ammonites came to battle against Jehoshaphat. I don't know. I basically mind my business and, and you know, just 
trying to fulfill what God has called me to do in my life. And it's amazing how I end up in all these battles. I I don't set out to battle anybody. I don't set out to fight. I just set out to serve God. But you know, one of my dear friends, you know, Bob Gass, how many of you know Bob Gass? He said, you know, when you got saved, you thought you got peace, but you got war. Because when you got saved, you see, you came out of the kingdom of darkness and you were translated into the kingdom of light, you, were, you, you, you disconnected from the power of Satan and you hooked up to the power of God. Satan was no longer your master. God now is your master. Jesus Christ is your master. And guess what? The devil don't like it. He doesn't like it a bit because he's lost his power over you. So he spends the rest of his time and the rest of your life trying to convince you that you still are of the old nature. How many people know what I'm talking about? He, he spends his time trying to convince you that nothing has changed in your life. He's try, he spends his time trying to convince you that nothing is going to be better, that nothing is going to change, that nothing will turn out better than it, it was. He spends his time trying to convince you that you're going to go down, that it's never going to happen, your dreams aren't going to come true, none of this stuff is going to happen, and that is his mission. That's what Jesus said, the thief cometh not but for to kill to steal and to destroy. That's his ministry. So we as Christians are enduring warfare all the time. No matter what, even if you're minding your own business, warfare is going to come. So don't think it's strange if you're in the midst of a struggle. As a matter of fact, you've got to learn how to deal with that struggle so that you can come out the other side totally victorious, unhindered by the enemy because the enemy wants to hinder you. The devil wants to stop you. He doesn't want you to go forward. He doesn't want you to be a messenger for Jesus Christ. He's tried to stop me by crazy warfares all my life. He's tried financial warfares. He's tried mental warfares. He's tried physical war. He's tried every kind of warfare and his, his, end, his end goal or his goal in this thing, the end result that he would like to see is that I would be hindered, stopped, halted from moving on and progressing in the things that God has for me. I will not have it. Will you? So just because we have some warfare once in a while is no reason for us to just duck our head in the sand. It happened. Jehoshaphat's minding his own business, doing the work of God, doing what God's called him to do. And all of a sudden warfare came. Remember the words that Jesus said. Remember this. He said, while you're in the world, you will have trouble. But he didn't stop right there. He said, but take heart, take courage, for I have overcome the world. In other words, through Jesus Christ, you and I are overcomers. He's in us. We're in him. Everything he has, we have. That's it. Amen. He's got victory. We have victory. So, so don't think just because you're a Christian in the world, you're not going to have some warfare once in a while. The truth of the matter is that you will, but if you know how to deal with it and you know how to handle it, you will come out the other side unscathed. Hallelujah. I like it. So it says here, uh, let's just read down. So here, Jehoshaphat's minding his business and this whole mob of people are coming after him. And it says, let's just jump down. um, uh, Let's go to uh, verse nine. He says, If disaster comes upon us, sword, judgment, pestilence, or famine, we will stand before the temple and in your presence, for your name is in this temple, and cry out to you in our affliction, and you will hear and save. Man, Jehoshaphat's giving us a key here. What are we supposed to do in the midst of our warfare? Cry out to God. He said in the midst of the temple, you see, most people, when they're they're in the midst of trouble, they run away from church. What did Jehoshaphat say he was going to do? He said he was going to run to the presence of God in the temple and cry out his name. What most people I know, the minute they have trouble, they blame God and run out of church. 
and they don't want to come back to church because they think they think God. I was just talking to somebody recently. Said God doesn't want to know anything about God because something happened, tragedy in his family, and something happened. Somebody died prematurely, and now he's blaming God. Let me tell you what: God doesn't kill people. God doesn't have sickness and disease to put on anybody. Does everybody, everybody hear what I say? Jesus is the healer. He is the Jehovah Rapha, the Lord that healeth thee. He came to bear, to, to take our infirmities and carry our sicknesses and diseases, take our griefs and our sorrows. He has no sickness. He is, he is the burden bearer. He doesn't put them on you in any form or fashion. But so many people I know, when something, when warfare comes, when, when tragedy comes, when, when hard times come, the first thing they do is lay the blame on God and run out of church, and they don't want to come back. Well, Jehoshaphat is telling us something. He was a warrior. I'm going to tell you what. We've got to learn how to be warriors, folks. We can't just be wimps. We're called to be warriors in the house of God. We're called to fight battles. We're called to stand our ground. We're called, we're called to stand up against everything the enemy and the world and, and, and people throw at us and stand up against it and show the devil and show the world and show people what Christians are really made of. So Jehoshaphat was a warrior. He didn't blame God because this disaster came on him. What did he do? Stop blaming God. Don't blame God. But God let, me, let me tell you something. God is not the source of your trouble. Did you hear what I said? God is, let me say it again because I, I have to drive it far from you by the words of my mouth. God is not the source of your trouble. God is the source of your help and strength. God, God has, has a plan and a, and, and, a, and, a, and a purpose in your life to cause you to overcome and to be blessed and to prosper and to grow. God is not the source of your trouble. He's the source of your help. So Jehoshaphat cries out and says, we're going to run up to the temple. We're going to go to church. So let me just say this right here. When you have some hard times, don't stop coming to church. Let me say it on this side. When you have trouble, don't stop coming to church. At the first sign of a sniffle, don't stay home and put a blanket over yourself. Get up off the couch, march into Thursday night service and start worshiping God and see how you'll drive that thing far from you. At the first sign of depression or oppression or any other kind of oppression, don't, don't, don't curl up in your bed and play dead. Rise up like a warrior and stand against that thing and say in the name of Jesus Christ, I will not succumb to this thing right now. Don't run from the presence of God. Run to the presence of God. Run to the house of God. Run to the people of God. So Jehoshaphat says he's going to go up to the presence of God and he's going to cry out to you in our affliction and you will hear and save. What's God going to do? He's going to hear and he's going to save. I told you, God is the answer to your problem, not the cause of your problem. God will hear you and God will save. Say it. He's going to hear and he's going to save. So verse 12 says, Oh, our God, will you not judge them? For we have no power against this great multitude that is coming against us, nor do we know what to do, but our eyes are upon you. How many of us have been in a situation where we felt powerless? Or in a situation where we lack the wisdom to get, you know, to do, we just didn't know what to do. Come on. Well, Jehoshaphat's in this situation, so you're not alone. And this is, this is his answer. He said, Lord, we don't have the power against this great multitude. This is, this is too big for me. I don't know about you, but there have been times in my life where I've had awful things come against me that I felt like, man, I, I just, I don't have the power to overcome this. I don't have the power to fight this thing. Anybody feel that way? 
man, I've been a Christian. I said, I've said to myself, so I've been a Christian for a lot of years. I fought and endured a lot of battles, but Lord, I don't think I can do this one. Listen, don't think it's strange that you think like that because sometimes the warfare can be intense. Sometimes the battle can be intense. Sometimes it can be really hot and heavy. And sometimes you're going to feel like you've just come to the end of yourself. And you know what? You probably have. And you know what? Thank God that you've come to the end of yourself. Because when you come to the end of yourself, that's when God can really work on your behalf. Because we can try and we can fight and we can fuss and we can think and we can use all of our own humanly wisdom. But none of it works. Anybody know what I'm talking about? I've tried this and tried that and did this and did that and prayed for 14 hours, laid prostrate before the Lord. I quoted this verse and quoted that verse and had this one pray for me and went to this prayer line and did this and did that and did the other thing and nothing worked. I still have warfare. As a matter of fact, it gotten worse. How many people in this room can say amen? But you see, when you've come to the end of yourself, get ready. When, when you've done everything you know how to do, get ready. When the warfare gets so intense that you don't know how you're going to get out of this thing, get ready. When you don't have the wisdom to figure it out, when you can't in your own natural thinking figure it out, get ready. Somebody say, get ready. Get ready because God is about to move in your behalf. Sometimes God moves us into difficult circumstances because he wants us to come to the end of ourselves. Why? Because when you get the victory, he wants to be sure that he gets the glory. He'll give you the victory, but he wants the glory. Sometimes if it all just happens, you know, the, everything just falls into place so easily. See, we get to start, we start to get to start thinking about ourselves. Man, you see, look at what I did. Look, what, look, look how good I am. Anybody know what I'm talking about? So you see, so, so sometimes God will take us to a difficult situation and just strip us of ourselves. I believe that. Just strip us naked. Bring us right down. Man, God got me so low and so naked, I was embarrassed. I mean, God, I don't think I can go any lower. Just strip me of ever. I mean, strip you right down to, 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 to just bare as bare could be. But boy, when you're in that place, let me tell you what, all that pride and arrogance and foolishness, all that stuff just goes aside and all that is left is you and God. And you know, it's you and if God don't come through, guess what? I'm finished. It's over. Just close the book. It's done. If God doesn't come through here, I am finished. I am cooked. It is over. And God says, hallelujah. I've got you right where I want you. So, so when it seems like the, the crowds are moving in and the pressure is great and the storms are raging, don't, don't worry about it because God, God has you right where he wants you. And he is about, listen, this is the good news. He is about to work a miracle in your life. Let me say it again. He is about to work a miracle in your life. He is a miracle worker. He is a miracle giver. Get ready because God is about to do something. And you can see this. You can see this throughout the pages of the Bible. If you study the Old Testament, you see time and time again, God's anointed, called, strong prophets, people that he has called leaders of the Old Testament. They were just serving God and doing everything right. And they found themselves in a heap of mess all the time. They found themselves fighting warfares and people coming against them. They had pressures and all kinds of their mind started to wander. Look look at David. David gave over to a spirit of lust and, and almost lost everything, but he was still a great man of God. You read through the pages of the Bible and you see this resounding theme, this story over and over again, that God's greatest people 
We're always facing an enduring struggle. But you always see in all of these stories that when they were, their hearts were right towards God and they were pliable in the hands of God and they didn't lay the blame at God's feet, but they continued in it and through it to continue to praise God and worship God and seek God, that God, by a divine move of his awesome hand, took them out of their afflictions and out of their struggles and out of their troubles and put them on victory side. That's the glory of the gospel that we preach. That's the glory of the message that's been given to us. That he always leads us in triumphal procession in Christ. That we always have the victory through Jesus Christ. This is the message that we preach. So it doesn't matter what battle you're facing. It doesn't matter, matter what's going on in your head or your mind or what the devil's trying to do or people are trying to do or some, some other, uh, you know, other thing on the outside is trying to come against you. It doesn't matter. What matters is this, that we have been called to be warriors. We have been called to stand our ground. We have been called to be soldiers of Jesus Christ, soldiers of the cross, soldiers of this word. And if we will stand our ground and endure this time, the bottom line to this thing, the end result is that God is going to bless you and give you your heart's desire and he will not allow you to suffer. He'll give you the victory, but he wants you to give him the glory. So often when we come in these times, when we come to the end of ourselves, and that's exactly what happened in this battle story, right in this battlefield, that Jehoshaphat came to the end of himself. But he had sense enough to say, Lord, you will judge. We have no power against this great multitude that is coming against us, nor do we know what to do. We don't have the power and we don't have the wisdom. I've been there a bunch of times. Not the power, not the wisdom. Didn't know what I was going to do, how I was going to do it. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Didn't know where it was going to come from. But Jehoshaphat was a wise man, really, because he looked up to God and he said, but our eyes are on you. Let me tell you what, when you're in the midst of warfare, the devil is going to use everything. Are you listening to me? He's going to use everything in his power to try to get your attention off of God, off of Jesus, off of the word, off of the things that you know and you've learned. So you see, if if you're going to stay the course and if you're going to endure this, the struggles of life, if you're going to endure the challenges of life, if you're going to endure the questions and the times of doubt and unbelief, then you've got to keep your eyes on Jesus, looking unto Jesus, the author and the perfecter of our faith, looking to that which is unseen because what is unseen is eternal, but what is seen is temporary. So, so if we're going to endure our battle, if you're on a battlefield, some of you raise your hand tonight, you've been there, you're there now, or you feel like you're going into one right now. The bottom line is if you're going to endure to the other side, you've got to keep your eyes on Jesus. I don't know what to do. Don't have the power. Don't have the wisdom. Don't have the knowledge. Don't know how I'm going to get out of this thing. But God, my eyes are on you. Why, why do our eyes have to stay on Jesus? Because Jesus is going to give you the, the wisdom. Because the Bible says that he orders the steps of the righteous man. So God's going to give you the directions on how to get out of your trouble. That's why when, when, trouble, when trouble comes, when warfare comes, when battles come, when you get into that time of confusion or, or mixed up in your brain or your mind or doubt or, or unbelief starts to grip you, that's the time for you to press into God like never before. That's the time for you to settle yourself down. People come to me for counsel. Pastor, I want counsel. I want counsel. You know what? I can give you counsel, but if your spirit is not settled and your heart is not towards God and you have not sought God and you are not seeking God, all the counsel in the world is not going to help you one bit. Your help does not come from man. Your help comes from God. So when you have a hard time in life, you've got to look to God. 
You've got to get on your knees and spend some quality time. Shut the TV down. Put the books away. Put the magazines away. And put your heart towards God. You've got to see God in the time of warfare. He says, Lord, and why do we see God? Because we know our answers are with him. Our answers are with God. He's going to bring you the comfort. He's going to bring you the encouragement. He's going to bring you the strength. He's going to bring you the wisdom. He's going to bring you the plan to get out of your mess. But your eyes have got to be on the Lord. So if you ever get in a situation where you don't know what to do, you don't know how you got there, you don't have the power, it's too big for you, it's too awesome, just remember one thing. Keep your eyes on God. God's got a way. God's got a plan. God's got a word for you. That's why you need to come to church. That's why you can't give up your fellowshipping. That's why you can't put your Bible down and let it collect dust. That's why you can't turn off the tapes. You got to keep listening and keep seeking. Look to God because he's going to give you the way out of your troubles. So it says here, uh, verse 14, then the spirit of the Lord came upon Jezehiel and the son of Zechariah and so on and so forth. But go down and it says, thus says the Lord to you. Now this is what God says to the people. He says, do not be afraid nor dismayed. What are, what are we supposed to do? not do? Be afraid or dismayed in the midst of warfare. Why? Because fear is a tormenting force. And when fear grips your heart, I'm going to tell you what, it's, it, it's, it's going to just sap you of all of your strength. It's going to try to sap your faith. See, fear, fear, fear is the opposite of faith. There's no neutral zone in spiritual things. Is everybody with me? You're either in faith or you're in fear. There's no neutral place. So you see, God wants you to know something that in the midst of your warfare, in the midst of your struggle, fight fear with everything you've got. Fight fear with every fiber of your being. Make an aggressive attack against fear because fear will try to sap you of your faith, drain your faith. And when you begin to lose your faith, you begin to weaken, fear comes in. And just like we saw when, when Jesus called Peter out of the boat, when Peter said, if that's you, Lord, bid me to come, when they were on the water in the midst of that storm, Peter jumped out of the boat in a, in a, in a gush of faith. He had a rise of faith and he jumped out of the boat and he started to walk on the water. Peter actually walked on the water. But what caused him to begin to sink? He feared. He started to look at the waves. He saw the wind boisterous, the Bible says. And he saw himself in the midst of this thing. And he's probably thinking, what am I doing here? People don't walk on water. Well, let me tell you what. When, you're, when your eyes are upon Jesus, when you're hooked up to the master, to the power source, when your faith is in God and you are looking unto Jesus, the author and the perfecter of your faith, guess what? You can walk on water too. Oh, man, I'm preaching better than you're saying amen. So he, he tells him here, do not be afraid nor dismayed. Deal with this fear and deal with this dismay because of this uh, great multitude. Don't let this multitude, don't let this aggravation in your life, don't let this warfare in your life, don't let this little trial, this little testing period, this little thing, don't let this rob you. Don't let this get in your way. Don't let this stop you or hinder you from moving on in God and moving to a greater place with God and moving, moving out. Listen, you say, well, the doctor told me I have six months to live. Well, you just believe that God has blessed you with long life and satisfied you with long life, and you just live every day like you're going to live to be 100. Tune in tomorrow afternoon at 2 for More Than Conquerors with Pastor Ray. If today's message was a blessing to you, ask for your free CD of the broadcast for a gift of any amount to help support this radio ministry. 
Just mail your request with your check to More Than Conquerors or MTC, P.O. Box 8187, White Plains, New York, 10602. Be sure to include the date of the message you're requesting. If ordering a complete Bible study series, a minimum love offering of $20 is appreciated. Identify the series and include the word series in your order. If you simply want to sow a gift into the work of the MTC Radio Ministry, go to livingwordchurch.org and click on the Give Online Radio Ministry tab. Or send your check to MTC, P.O. Box 8187, White Plains, New York, 10602. Pastor Ray invites you to visit Living Word Church in person or via their weekly live stream broadcast Sunday mornings at 11 a.m. But before we go, here's a final word from Pastor Ray. This is Pastor Ray Hegistilianos. It's always a privilege to share the life-saving, life-changing Word of God with you, our listeners. And today, as always, I trust that these messages are impacting your life in a very positive way. Remember that as life's challenges come, we are more than conquerors. This has been More Than Conquerors with Pastor Ray Hegistilianos and is provided by Living Word Christian Church, White Plains, New York.